Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. I tell you what. It is great work if you can get it. Canty, we will get to Lamar Jackson in just a second, but we just heard from Doug Brown a second ago. Boyan Bogdanovich is getting a $68 million extension. Ooh. Over four years. <laughs> He's 33 years old. Boyan Bogdanovich. Random name alert. Who? Boyan Bogdanovich. Canty, if I had to ask you this question, mm. what would your answer be? If we are factoring in, the $68 million that he's about to get. How much money do you think Boyan Bogdanovich will have earned if his career ends after this contract? I'm going to say Boyan Bogdanovich would have earned $120 million. Boyan Bogdanovich, at the end of this contract, will have earned $170 million. (laughs) Oh, my God. Carlin, oh my we, we God. should stay, we should stay out of his pockets, but my goodness. Oh. How many people know how to pronounce Boyan Bogdanovich's name properly? <laughs> we do. Because it, it looks like Bogdan Bogdanovich. That's what well, it looks like. Here's what I know. The man can sign the checks okay. Right? <laughs> oh my God. You say stay out of his pockets. How am I supposed to? We can't even there's not enough room in his pockets. Man. Boyan Bogdanovich laughing. 170 million career earnings after this deal. Yep. Don't call him Boyan. The people at the bank called him Mr. Bogdanovich. (laughs) Exactly right. It's Kenty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Big fella, we got to talk about something. Yeah. Because I was on KJM, and I I know you don't like when I moonlight and I jump on other radio shows. Yeah, you didn't ask me my permission, by the way, but but whatever. I I know. I was was thrust into duty by Mm -hmm. our fearless leader, Justin Craig. He asked me to jump on with the guys because Keyshawn had to miss a day this week. Mm. And so I'm on the show, and we're having a conversation about towels. Now, the genesis of this conversation was Dan Orlovsky's terrible take disgusting take, quite frankly, where he says he uses a towel about 30 times before he throws it in the hamper and gets a new one. What? Now, to that, I, I, dis- I was disgusted. I almost threw up in my mouth because you're just letting all kind of bacteria and stuff stew on that towel that you keep reusing and putting on your face. That's neither here nor there. The guys in studio, Max Kellerman and Jay Williams, thought it was perfectly fine to use a couple of towels per week. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, what type of hygiene do these guys practice? What's wrong with using a towel once, throwing it in the hamper, and getting a fresh one? What's the problem with that? If you have to use, you have to ration towels for a given week, then you don't have enough towels. Just go out and buy some more. But to sit here and reuse towels that you've dried off with and used already, Mm. I don't know, big fella. Kind of sketchy to me. Listen. First of all, let's start with Dan. I hate that so many of our conversations start with the phrase because of Dan Orlovsky's awful take. 
it's because he's had so many thing. awful food takes, and yes. now this, whatever Dan is selling, that's disgusting. <laughs> 30 times, that's disgusting. Yeah. However, I don't think Jay and Max are way off here. Mm. I think you are... I'm not getting into your pockets here, but you are swimming in towels, apparently. Because if you're going to use, let's say, two, three towels a week, getting out of the shower, assuming you shower daily, that's acceptable to me. Like, if you use one towel two, maybe three times, I'm totally fine with that. Because in theory, A, you're getting out of the shower clean. Okay. So it's just water. And then B... Like, how much laundry am I doing in my house? Well, well, here's the thing. Most people do laundry once a week, right? You're probably doing I mean, your laundry guess, once but, a week. Yeah, I mean, how many towels do you have? Well, well, you sitting on a towel how empire? To- how, how, how many towels do I need? If I'm doing laundry once a week, in, in, once a week in theory, all I need is seven towels. Right? I, I mean, I guess, but that's still a lot of towels to be washing every week. How is that a lot of towels to be washed? If I'm doing laundry once a week anyway, washing seven towels is a lot of laundry? Stop yourself. Here's the other thing that I don't understand, and I, and I can't get it. Even though you're getting out of the shower clean, mm. you know, you, you know you're, you're drying your entire body, which means your nether regions as well. You're going to do that, hang the towel up on the rack, and then use that same towel once again to dry your face? Well, what I would say to that is that I am very calculated when I use the towels, knowing okay, so that I might certain... use the next one. So, okay, let's just say that I keep that all in one particular area of the towel, okay. knowing exactly where not to put my face for okay. the towel. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that's easier somehow than just throwing that towel in the hamper and getting a fresh one? Well, here's the other problem. <laughs> my wife and I split the daily or weekly household duties. Okay. To a, Well, I should say it's like 70-30 because I am one of those guys where I do it and I will have done it wrong and it just becomes easier for her to do it. And I don't do wow. that on purpose, okay. but it happens. Okay. Like the dishes, she does not let me anywhere near the dishes. Okay. Because she thinks I'm going to somehow stack the dishwasher wrong or I'm not going to clean off dishes enough. Okay. But I am in charge of going to the grocery store. We've talked about that. She does the laundry. Okay? Mm-hmm. I would do it. Be happy to do it. If I start throwing seven towels at her a week, do you know what's going to happen? <laughs> do you know? have any idea what's going on there? Because that is just asking for trouble. That is the equivalent in my house of taking lighter fluid and putting it on the fire. Wow. There is no need for me to create more work for my wife than needs to be. I probably stick to t- three of those bigger towels, the really one, the ones you can wrap yourself Almost in. like a beach towel. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Maybe bigger than a beach towel. <laughs> Maybe a tent. I want to just your wrap towel myself is, your in towel a like a toga. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> you ever the been to a toga party? Towel. No, I have not. I, I have. That, that sounds like something that you guys majored in at Hobarth College. <laughs> they did. It was a free-thinking university. Did you walk into said party with a keg on top of your head? <laughs> no, it was already in place. Okay. That particular party. Okay. Uh, but listen, on the towel front, I think you are spending entirely too much on... I mean, how often do you replace your towels? 
Because if you're using them that much, how long can they be lasting? I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I keep a towel for a good little bit. I mean, I've oh, got we a, have I've people got to go towels. out and get more towels. I I've guess got a, I've got a, but I've got a bunch of towels though. That's the thing. I have a bunch of towels. Like I have plenty. We not. I'm not going to run out of towels. Okay. Yeah. I, all I would say is, I mean, it must be nice. Must be nice swimming in all that velvet towels. How rich do you have to be to have enough towels to use in a given week? It's not enough. It sounds like you are absolutely swimming in towels over there. (laughs) That's what it is. I can't wait till I get paid this week so I can go buy more towels. Oh. (laughs) I'm single-handedly trying to keep Bed Bath & Beyond in business. Buckle up, towel aisle at Target. You, pe- you Here we are, come. You people are you people that reuse towels are just. You, you, I I don't know what to say to you. You're, you're right, wrong. A- You've been wrong. I I don't know. I don't know how to show you the error of your ways other than explaining it how I just did. You people, Eric Hanneman, who is producing got, the show today. Let's get a third party involved here for a second. See what he has to say about this. Eric, your take on the towel situation. I don't think it's necessarily something I need to do every single day, but I would say every week. So you use a t- one towel per week? Yeah, usually, probably. That's disgusting. That's yeah, you disgusting. nasty. That's disgusting. You're nasty. You, na- you nasty. <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> nasty. Uh, Canty and oh. Carlin, ESPN <laughs> Radio. Oh, when you go to Eric's apartment, make sure. That you do not dry your hands on the towel that's hanging up in the bag. There's, you know what? There's Eric a just, separate towel. Uh, you know there's what Eric just towel. told me? I don't trust that one either. Uh, I'll, I'll tell how you. How long has that towel been there? Exactly. If it's a separate towel, how long has that one been there? I uh, plead the fifth. I'll exactly. tell you something else too. How often do you think those sheets are getting changed? Oh, oh. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to take a black light over that thing. No, no, Ooh, no, 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 you no, do no, not. No, 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 no. no. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN. A lot of calls today regarding Aaron Rodgers and who needs to get this deal done first, whether it's the Jets or it's the uh, the Green Bay Packers. Canty, just, I'm sorry, I just got distracted for a second. Princeton up one under two minutes left. Let's go! <laughs> Let's go, Tigers! Here Let's comes go, Tigers League! Come on! I, you know what? Because I'm tired of listening to the updates before the rejoin, and it talks about Pegues hitting that three to, to win the game for Furman over Virginia. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. You know the other thing I don't understand? Mm. Kihei Clark has played in over 150 games at Virginia. How the hell do you make that mistake at the end of this game? Dude's How getting later. Dude's getting letters from AARP, and he's throwing it away near midcourt with a timeout. And and here's the other thing. You can't be trash in back-to-back postseason games. He was trash in the ACC tournament game against Duke, which was the final. And and then you're trash in the opener for the NCAA tournament after you've been there so long? Come on, bro. You're supposed to be the one that we trust with the ball in his hands. I digress. I had to get that off my chest. Did he play? Did he play in the UMBC loss? He might have. He might listen. He might have been playing when I was in school there. I just, <laughs> I, I just need something else to happen good for Virginia now that we're out. And Princeton upsetting Arizona, who was Jay Billis's pick to win the whole damn thing. If that would happen today, all of a sudden that becomes the biggest upset of the tournament. I'm tired of my school being a punchline when it comes to the NCAA tournament. I'll keep you updated, Canty. Princeton's still up one with a minute left, but Arizona's go. got the pumpkin. Across Come the on. timeline. Come on, baby. Come on, uh, Princeton. Canty, it just 
it maddens me. We were talking about it before the break at the top of the hour, where we are here with Lamar Jackson. And the fact that you look at this list of quarterbacks and who is a number one quarterback on these teams right now, Baker Mayfield with the Bucks, Jacoby Brissett with the Commanders, Taylor Heineke with the Falcons, Andy Dalton with the Panthers. Those guys right now, today, are all the starters on their teams. They all just signed. And yet somehow, Lamar Jackson, an MVP, and a guy that is 46-15 and 15 lifetime as a quarterback, cannot even get a sniff because they are afraid of a completely guaranteed contract because of where he is. And, and this is the thing. Canty, not for a minute do I believe at this point that Lamar's going to get that, but I don't think he has to. I think if Lamar gets $200 million guaranteed and he was offered something that wasn't all that far off from that, yeah. 175 yeah. A, it's not outlandish, and B, I, I think if you're a team that is looking at that and it's not guaranteed, you're talking about like a, a completely guaranteed, you're talking about like a, a six-year, $250 million deal and it's 200 guaranteed, that's more than fair. And if you're Lamar Jackson, you won if you get that deal. You won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If you're Lamar, what you want is as much guaranteed money as possible, and it might not be 100% guaranteed, but you want 80% of it guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be that far off from where Deshaun Watson is because you're, based on resume, a better player than Deshaun Watson. Now, people will argue, well, Deshaun is a better passer. That's up for debate when you look at what Deshaun had to work with with his receiving core versus what Lamar's had to work with when he was with the Baltimore Ravens. But I digress. Lamar Jackson has proven himself to be a difference maker at the position, so much so that he won unanimous MVP in a season where his team won 14 games. The guy is a winner, and that's what you want. The guy can dictate to opposing defenses, which is what you want. The guy makes football easier for the other players that are alongside him, which is what you want. I don't understand why teams are so hesitant to even reach out to see what it would take to get Lamar Jackson in their building. Just have the conversation. If you're in the veteran quarterback market, like we saw with the Commanders, like we saw with the Falcons, like we saw with the Dolphins, even though they ex- exercised to his fifth-year option, like we saw with San Francisco, if you're in the veteran quarterback market, what precludes you from reaching out to, to Lamar Jackson? What keeps you from doing it? It just doesn't make any sense from a football standpoint, but that's why I always move to something else being behind the scenes. It's got to be the owners drawing a line with players about guaranteed contracts, fully guaranteed contracts, and Lamar Jackson being the face of said demands. We're not going to stand for it. We don't want it to happen, especially in an offseason where Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Jalen Hurts are first-time contract extension eligible. The NFL doesn't want that precedent set by Lamar Jackson reinforcing what happened with Deshaun Watson. That is what's happening because that's the only way you can explain how all of those quarterback-needy teams, by their own admission by signing veteran quarterbacks in free agency, that's the only way to explain how all of those quarterback-needy teams decided so quickly, so definitively, that they were out on Lamar Jackson. 
here's Adam Schefter on the scenario with Lamar Jackson at this point and where he could potentially go. Well, the problem is that the New York Jets are trying to get Aaron Rodgers. The Las Vegas Raiders got Jimmy Garoppolo. The Carolina Panthers traded up to number one. The Washington Commanders today reached a deal with Jacoby Brissett. The Tampa Buccaneers reached a deal with Baker Mayfield. And so teams are filling their quarterback needs. Now, Lamar Jackson's an elite quarterback. He's the guy that you'd want on your team. But the situation is you have to pay a steep price. He believes he's worth a guaranteed contract. And so we'll see if anybody steps up at a time where nobody really has an apparent need and the money. There's a lot of factors that play into this. So Lamar, acting as his own agent, now needs to try to do the work that a good agent would do Mm. and come up with a big-time offer that he is deserving of, no doubt. But it's another thing to actually get it. Just because you deserve it and are worthy of it doesn't mean that somebody's going to pay you like that. Well, here's how somebody will pay you like that if you withhold services. And that's where we got to know what Lamar Jackson's leverage in all of this is because the Baltimore Ravens still need a quarterback. And if Lamar's letting it be known, I ain't playing for you this year unless I get a deal that I want. Forget about playing for anybody else. I'm not playing for you. Dig in much in the same way that we saw with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, I guess we kind of saw it in a way with Deshaun Watson because he didn't play for the Houston Texans his final year down there. But dig in and say, I'm not playing for you anymore and see what happens. That, that's the aspect of this that I find fascinating is how far is Lamar Jackson willing to take it? Because, big fella, what we do know about the NFL, it is always a quarterback-starved league. There are never enough quality quarterbacks to go around. Somebody eventually is going to say, you know what? Lamar Jackson is a damn good option. And as time continues to pass, and as the Ravens see how resolute is, that Lamar is in his position, then all of a sudden they're more willing to deal him, and that gets Lamar closer to the guaranteed money that he's looking for. He doesn't need to take another snap in order to build his leverage. He just needs to continue to exercise patience. It's going to take a while because the NFL owners are trying to send a message to him, but just stay dug in your position. You're going to come out with the money that you're looking for. It's just It might take you burning a season of your career, but it also means the Ravens would be burning – a season in their franchise's history. It has happened. The 15th seed Princeton Tigers in the South have upset number two Arizona. Let's go! Let's go! And officially the biggest upset of the day. (laughs) It's not only the upset I was rooting for, it's the upset we all needed. Now we can get past Virginia getting upset by Furman because Princeton beating Arizona is the biggest upset of the day. This was the team Jay Billis said was going to win it all, and they got bounced yep. in their first game in the tournament. I, I, I don't even it. care, Canty, that I had them playing for the national championship. I don't even care. My, my bracket is in flames anyway. But you know what? Great for Mitch Henderson, who I told you before, was on the 96 team that beat UCLA in the first round after the UCLA Bruins had won the championship. So Princeton has beaten Arizona. Holy cow. And Arizona had like a seven or eight point lead with about six minutes left. Holy cow. Backdoor cuts all day, baby. Let's go. Oh, good for the Tigers. Los Tigres. Oh, (laughs) yes. And the monkey is off your back. Of course, you only had to suffer for like three hours. Yeah, that's okay, though. (laughs) Their, their, Their pain is my joy. 
Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We will keep you updated on everything going on in the tournament, but a major, major upset as Arizona is out in round one. The Wildcats go down to the second, to the 15th seed, Princeton Tigers. To the dash to the draft is coming up. That is on the way in just a little bit. Canty, it is all on the way. But first, we tell you about our friends from FanDuel Sportsbook. Now, this March, take your first shot at hoops with FanDuel Sportsbook and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land 200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to point spreads to that sneaky matchup you've been eyeing all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. There's no better place to bet than FanDuel Sportsbook. Sign up today by going to FanDuel.com slash play and make every moment more with FanDuel all March long. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Beekman, rare pass, picked off by Heed. Five seconds, Pagese, right wing for the win. Yeah! 
So as soon as I got the ball and I seen a shot attempt that I had, I knew that all I could do at that point was just rise up and shoot it. And I had full belief that it was going in, and it did. The Furman Paladin shot Virginia and secured their first NCAA tournament win in 49 years. Sound courtesy of Westwood One NCAA Radio Network. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Mr. Canty has been trying to get away from it most of the afternoon. He thought he had when Princeton just moments ago upset Arizona, but now we have a very special guest. It is the head coach at Furman. He is Bob Ritchie. His Paladins today with a huge upset earlier this afternoon, knocking off the fourth seed, the Virginia Cavaliers. Chris Canty, of course, a former Virginia Cavalier. Bob, congratulations. What an awesome win for your program today. First trip in 43 years to the tournament. Just take us through those final moments and what that was like for you and your players. Well, it was an unbelievable college basketball game, and uh, we knew it was going to be a tremendous challenge with the size and physicality and obviously, you know, just how Virginia plays. But, you know, our, our guys all all week, they really embraced the message that, hey, the game's going to be hard. They, they make it that way. That's how they play. And we're going to have to stay as locked in as we ever have from a mental perspective all game long. And, um, you know, from one of our best players and Mike Botswell fouling out uh, to being down four with 19 seconds to go, to being down 10-0 to start the game, down 12, our, our, our players just kept believing. And, um, you know, they never panicked. You never, you never, felt, you never felt like an angst. They, they embraced the burden of the game. And um, you know what? That's why everybody watches this tournament, and that's why it's the best event in, in the world because, you know, you have magical moments like that, and um, we, were, we were definitely a part of one today. Coach, first and foremost, I want to congratulate you. Even though you upset my team, I, I want to <laughs> wish you guys well for the rest of the tournament because it will make me feel better if you guys pull off some more upsets. But in looking at today's win, it really was a tale of two halves because the first half it felt like – a pace that was more Virginia style of play with the pack line defense. And then you guys turned it on. And after scoring only 27 in the first half, you scored 41 in the second half. What was the biggest difference? What, what happened? What changed at halftime for your team? Well, you know, I thought, I thought in the first half, you know, we weren't able to get out in transition enough. We weren't playing fast enough. I thought Kihei did an incredible job of just picking up full and trying to slow our rhythm up. But, you know, I also felt like we were taking some bad shots. And, um, you know, they're not a team that you're going to be able to dribble against. you got to be able to move them, and you got to get the ball side to side, and you got to play with as, as much tempo as you can. And, you know, we had the longer halftime, and it gave us a few minutes to really try to shrink it down and say, hey, look, guys, here are the three or four concepts that we really need to focus on just to get started in offense. And I thought they were, I thought they were just really hurting our starts of possessions. And, um, you know, we found better rhythm. And, and you know, we, we – we ended up obviously going to the zone middle of the second half. We were able to rebound out of that, get out and run a little bit. And um, that's when we're at our best, when we can play through tempo and through speed. And I just thought we I just thought we played with a lot better patience in the second half than we did the first. They, I mean, I can think of four or five shots, tough twos at the rim that we took that really just feed into their deal. And um, I, th- I thought we had a little bit more discipline to not have as many shot turnovers in the second half. Bob Ritchie's the head coach at Furman. The Paladins with a huge upset earlier today over the fourth seed Virginia Cavaliers. Coach, just take us through that sequence uh, at the end of the game on the Kihei Clark uh, turnover in the pass, and uh, J.P. Pegues, uh found open out on the wing there and how that unfolded. 
Well, it was 19 seconds left, and we were down four, and um, I couldn't decide if I wanted to go for three or two there. We had just run a three-point play that Marcus had missed on, and um, I decided to go for two and just to get it too quick. And so we got the ball to the rim and um, dumped down to Garrett there. He got fouled, made both free throws, which were critical. And, and so really we just jumped into a face guard defense, you know, in our press to, to try to see if we can get a five-second count or get a trap and, and see if we had the possession arrow so basically I told him, I said, look, let's try to get one trap, see if we can get a tie up. And then I'll start yelling when we got a foul. And I knew it was going to be tight, but it was a gamble that was worth it, as good as a free throw shooting team as they are. And fortunately enough, I was about to start telling them the foul because he was in the trap for a little while. I thought they were about to call timeout. And then all of a sudden I saw him rare back to throw it. And then I was just hoping we had somebody back there. And then I looked up and Garrett was basically the ball was going right to him. And, um, you know, he got it with poise. He threw it to head to Pagese. Pagese has, has been a great shooter all year for us. I think he's missed his last 15 threes since the semifinals of our tournament. And um, and they throw it ahead to him. He hits the biggest shot of his life so far. But I'll tell you this, he's in the gym first every single day. And um, if we practice at 8 a.m., he's going to be in there at 7 a.m. And he's always the first one, and he doesn't miss a day of getting extra shots up. And his work ethic, you know, it's, it's, it's life, right? Like just – you reap what you sow. And um, he's prepared for that moment. He was ready for that moment. And, and when he had the opportunity, he was able to hit a huge shot. Coach, next up for you guys is San Diego State. Now, after a thrilling win, it can sometimes be hard to refocus a team in the regular season. But with the added challenge of the quick turnaround because of the tournament, how are you going to get your guys back locked in on the upcoming opponent in San Diego State? Well, we have a 9.30 team meeting tonight, and um, we're going to let these guys go get a good dinner and enjoy their families and scatter a little bit. But, you know, I think what's going to help us is the attitude that we came into this tournament with. And um, before we left Asheville, you know, it was 43 years since Furman's been to the dance, and I knew there was going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of celebration and a lot of just, like, people thinking, hey, we're just glad to be here. But we really set the tone before we left Asheville that there's two attitudes to go into this thing with. We can either go in to be in it, or we can go and try to win a game in it. And um, and that's two different mindsets. And so it's it's been our two words all year, joy and urgency. And and I think that, you know, some people think you got to pick one, right? You know, like, but for us, it's, it's, it's literally been the two words that we've carried on all year. And, you know, that's what we talked about all week, that we, we've got to play with a joy. But at the same time, there's got to be some urgency. And, um, you know, we're going to have to put the phones down. We're going to have to know that after a while, that's going to be a little bit like we'll always have this moment. And we'll always be able to come back to this moment. But right now, time's critical. And we got to rest, we got to recover, and then we got to refocus quickly. And uh, we know we got a great challenge ahead in San Diego State. This is the Boost, Mo- uh, Boost Mobile Tournament Preview. Coach, awesome win. Congratulations. Great moment for your kids. Thanks for a few minutes. Sounds great. Appreciate you guys having us on. Have a great night. Bob Ritchie is the head coach at Furman. Switch to Boost Mobile for the power to save on one of America's largest 5G networks. I'm How sorry. the hell am I going to have a great night after your team upset us? Come I'm on, so- coach. I'm sorry. Come I'm sorry. On, I mean, you and you got uh, you know what? And, and you guys wanted to make this happen, so I would have to be in agony while coach was on talking about their thrilling win over my alma mater. This is what you guys wanted. You wanted this. You wanted this. I chose to weigh the rewarding of a program that has worked hard all season long and pulled up one of the great moments of their lives 
over some momentary pain for you. No, so no. You chose violence towards your teammate is what you did. That's what you chose. That's, Can- that's what you did. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. What do we do, Canty? We like to make people money. And we did that this week. We'll do it again next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. All right, let's get the bad taste out of our mouths here, Canty. Let's go. I know it's been a rough day, and, you know, you salvage a little bit. Everybody be talking a lot more about Princeton tomorrow yep. than anything else. Yep. As much as it stinks. We move on. We move on. Let's make some money. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Okay, Canty, we have what we like to call around these parts a Canty Can't Lose pick. Mm. Describe your selection for the evening. Okay, so for my selection this evening, I'm going to take the Duke Blue Devils. Now, some might wonder why would I pick a team that beat my squad in the ACC Conference Tournament? Well, it's simple. I... I'm in pain right now. And the only way that I can get past my pain is to see others in misery. It's a terrible character flaw that I have, but it is a flaw nonetheless. It's who I am. And so, with that being said, I am taking Duke and laying the points against Oral Roberts. Now, mm-hmm. if Duke wins, then we get to be right with our play of the night. If Duke loses, I get to revel in the Blue Devils fans' misery. Misery loves company. Mm. I get to enjoy that. Because my team is out, now I can talk about their team being out too. So that's how it's a canty-can't-lose game. I like it. I like it. I think we need production for a canty-can't-lose game from here on. Only thing I would say is, so what we have to root for is Oral Roberts doesn't cover and Duke wins. (laughs) We don't need a close game. No, we don't. No, No, we we don't. don't. But it is a can't-he-can't-lose game officially tonight. The Duke Blue Devils minus six over the 12th seed, Oral Roberts. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Canty wanted to spend a little more time on this today, but unfortunately we didn't get a chance to. Edwin Diaz is out for the year. The Mets closer has a torn patella tendon expected to miss the entire year after he injured his right knee celebrating the victory for Puerto Rico over the Dominican Republic last night in the World Mm -hmm. Baseball Classic. It's awful. I feel terrible for him. I don't want to hear from people complaining about the fact that he's playing in the WBC. That yeah, could happen and, at and, any time. And, and yeah, and, and people do that. And, and here's one take in particular, Keith Oberman, who had uh, something to say about it being a meaningless situation, a meaningless exhibition game, or designed to just get you to buy more jerseys. Here's the thing. 
what that means for the players on the DR team and on the PR team, you mm-hmm. couldn't imagine. The, 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 this is what baseball means to those teams and to those areas. It's hard to put it into words, Big Fella. The sense of pride that all of those players get by putting on those uniforms and competing, I, I just I, I don't think people quite get it. And so to to begrudge Edwin Diaz or to dis, dis, disparage him for, for playing in that game when it's not what he's being paid by the Mets to do, that's just somebody that doesn't understand how much it means, how much that sports mean that sport means to the Dominican Republic players and to the Puerto Rico players. Oh, there's no question. And and wish him nothing but a speedy recovery. Meanwhile, yeah. also in baseball, MLB sent a memo to all 30 teams saying that they were going to step up efforts to stop the use of sticky stuff by pitchers. Canty, of course, when they upped it at the end of the 2020 season and they started checking for it more, apparently over the last year and a half, the spin rates have gone back up, meaning that umpires just weren't catching it and they were back to using it again yeah well i mean this is the one thing that major league baseball knew they had to worry about right it's not just having the rule in place but it's actually enforcing it and what are you going to do when players find workarounds or players continue to do it um even though you're banning it that's the part where major league baseball is going to have to come down on it they're going to have to make a statement about it, and unfortunately it's probably going to lead to some lengthy suspensions. And finally, uh, Brandon Miller, uh, the player of the year candidate for Alabama, who was uh, the person who allegedly brought the weapon uh, to that murder scene earlier this year with former teammate Darius Miles, well, he has been an amazing player for Alabama. Uh, today he is uh, only he's, he was held scoreless in Alabama's win over Texas A&M Corpus Christi in 19 minutes. Nate Oates said just a little while ago he has been nursing a groin injury since the SEC championship game. Yesterday had to be escorted into the arena in Birmingham uh, with armed guards because there had been some threats Hopefully, you know, first of all, hopefully he's healthy, and that's just sad to see at this point. Want to to just hopefully for his sake, he can get that straight and be healthy and be available to play. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.